The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. It was a massive loss uh, to Ireland and to the Irish music industry yesterday when we heard that Christy Dignam, the lead singer of Aslan, had died. Now, he had a career spanning over 40 years. It started when he formed his first rock band way back in 1980. Well, joining me now to talk about uh, Christy is Stuart Clark, deputy editor of Hot Press, and uh, we'll be joined by Don Meskel, songwriter and record uh, producer uh, as well. Uh, good morning and welcome to you both. Stuart, um, what was it about Christy? He was a star. Didn't act like one. He was a really down-to-earth kind of a guy. But whatever it is, he had it in spades. He'd walk into a room. He'd be behind you. But you'd kind of know he was there. And when he went on stage, my God, the guy came alive. He was one of the great frontmen. He really worked a crowd, wherever it was, whether it's Vicar Street or the Point Theatre. Or in 1997, I saw him in Wheatfield Prison playing for young inmates. And you know what? He treats them with utter respect and love. It was a great gig. It was like Johnny Cash and Folsom yeah. Prison or San Quentin. And um, that was the kind of guy, penthouse and pavement at the same time. Yeah. Now, uh, we heard about his illness uh, 10 years ago. And yeah. um, people thought that he would not be with us for long. But a decade has passed. Before... A, a fighter uh, in every sense of the word. There was a tribute concert to him in 2013 to, to raise money, hosted remotely by um, U2. Bono, always rude, I'll only be the second best singer in Dublin. Um, So he was a great fan. And I was remembering conversations I've had with other musicians. Um, The script was saying that, you know, when they were young lads, working class lads, who do you look at to see, can I do this? Christy Dignam, Imelda May from the Liberties. You know, who's achieved what I want to achieve from my kind of background? Christy Dignam. So he was hugely influential. I was talking about two years ago during lockdown to a guy called Jerry Cinnamon, who's massive in the UK, plays to 60,000 people. And he said, oh, are you from Dublin? I went, yeah, kind of. He said, do you know a guy called Christy Dignam? I went, yes. He'd been taking a deep dive into YouTube. He said, the guy is a genius. Jerry was obsessed. And he said something, which I said to you in relation to Dolores O'Riordan, probably Christy's genius was taking very complex emotions and, and explain them quite simply in songs so that people would relate to them. I've been in Vicar Street, and, and it's rock and roll as church, as communion. Big, beefy guys, shirts off, Aslan tattoos, bawling, crying to this is. He just connected with people, and that's a real talent. Now, uh, Christie spoke uh, about his addiction. I mean, he struggled with it for much of his adult life. He, he really did. This is not the time and the place to really go into the terrible things that happened to him as, as a child. But there's a, a book came out two or three years ago, My Crazy World. It, it's much more than a music memoir. It's a uh, social history of Dublin. And he talks about his addiction issues with such uh, honesty and candor. It's required reading. Um, what you saw was what you got with Christie. There's no edifice. He was a very, very genuine guy. I had a conversation with him years ago at some point about my elderly mum. And every time I met him, it was like, how's your mum in Seven Oaks? He, he really cared. You can often judge a musician by the crew. Some bands change crew members every two years like their trousers. But I was seeing a post yesterday, John Shields, who was his sound man for 23 years. Aslan was a family. And also, whether he was playing in a pub in Finglas or a sellout point theatre, he played it like it was Madison Square Garden. Yeah. Every gig was the most important gig of his life. Don Meskel uh, listening to our conversation. Don, good morning. 
Good morning, Pat. Morning. A, a sad day, as we recall the, the life and musical legacy of Christy. Uh, you worked with him latterly. Yes, I did. I mean, well, I, I guess my connection with Christy started when I uh, wrote uh, Too Late for Hallelujah, which was kind of their comeback single, number one single many years ago. Um, and then Christy reached out to me. Um, I guess Paddy had a bucket list. Um, one of the things on the bucket list was he wanted to make a solo record. So, um, you know, that was, that was his only plan. <laughs> so um, I guess I, I, I took the call and I thought, wow, I'm very honoured, but also... There was a huge responsibility that came with that, you know, because he, from the very beginning conversations with me, was calling his legacy record. Um, and for a producer and a songwriter, that's a big, that's a big um, weight to carry. Um, but I was, you know, I was honoured to do it. Um, so I, in turn, reached out to some great people. I was based in the UK at the time. I, I reached out to Paul Whitnell from the British Irish Trade Alliance and... Katharina Casey, Larry Bass, my buddy in Dublin from Shinnawill, Sarah Murphy from the Business Post, Willie Kavanagh, our dear friend, um, and the guys at Sony, and all of these wonderful people took it upon themselves to facilitate the making of that record. Um, and without them, it wouldn't have happened. And we also call these other people Christy Angels because they, they were people that just literally put their hand in their pocket and said, look, we want this record to happen for Christy. How can we help? And it's an incredible experience, really, to, to make the record with him. Um, such a, such an amazing yeah. character. And in terms of producing a record like this, because of Christie's illness, um, you had to be pretty innovative in how you did it. Well, yes. I mean, initially when he came to the church, I happened to live in this old church in County Cavan. When he came to the church, first of all, he was he with the first song that we recorded was High, which was the, the vocal on High. And he did it in one take. But I always felt that there was this magic 30 minutes with Christy that you had him for. Um, because at that stage, obviously, he was, uh, he was the chemo and all of that. And um, I always got him on the, on the day after. He had a lot of steroids, you know. So he had a bit of energy. But in the end, he wasn't able to make the journey. He just genuinely couldn't make the journey. He was too tired. There was one time he came there and he just laid down. He couldn't even sing. So I ended up recording the second part of the record, the vocals, in his kitchen. And of course... You know, it, it being Christy, you know, not alone was he out and into the back garden for a cigarette every 10 minutes, but there were wonderful moments. For instance, we were doing the vocal on, um, on a song called I Feel Alive, and I had the headphones on, and I could hear this other noise, and I was wondering, he said, ah, Beckett, he said, hang on, he said, I have to go next door, he said, that's, that's your man cutting the grass. It's a lawnmower. <laughs> so, so if you listen closely, you might hear a bit of a lawnmower. There were other times where their little dog would, would, would run in and jump up in my lap, and um, and there were all these wonderful little moments. And of course, Christy would would want to tell you great stories. So I used to say to him, "Listen, Christy, you'll be tired after this one. Let's get the vocal first, you know." But um, it was when he opened his mouth. It was just um, when he sang. These, these incredible things happened. There was there was certainly magic there, um, and you can't. That's God given, as far as I'm concerned. And, um, no matter who I've worked with over the years, it'd be very hard to match that. That talent. Yeah. How Don did he cope with the realization that his his life would be shorter than he would have wanted? Well, he was he was he was adamant. He was so like when we were picking the songs for the record, um, he was because from the beginning he was calling it his legacy record. He wanted to make sure that everything 
every song on it was very relevant to his life. And that was our one rule, you know. I mean, there were other songs that were brought forward, but he just wanted to make sure that it was um, it was a song that, that really was describing where he was and kind of what he had done. Um, um, and he seemed to embrace every day. There was a beautiful moment, actually, where he was outside the church here having a cigarette break once, and I came down because it was a while coming back up into the studio part. And I went down and he was standing outside the church and he said to me, do you know you have 10 different types of finches, the boards here? 10 different types, he said, that have been spotted here. Um, and, and I said, wow. And he said, yeah, he said, and he went through all the names and all that. He said, I, you know, I know about these things. So what I did was I, I recorded the boards one morning, really, really early, the dawn chorus. Uh, on my phone and that's included on the record and I did that because I knew how much he loved being here um, and he used to say to me how do you get inside my head so much <laughs> <laughs> that's when I knew I was doing my job correctly he said you're inside my second head <laughs> so so yeah it was a it was a it was a wondrous experience being around him um, and I'm so so delighted um, that he felt that the record was was very relevant to him and very, um, you know, that he was calling it his legacy record. So I'm, I'm, you know, I'm saddened, but I'm happy for the man as well, you know, that he got to do it. Don, thank you very much for joining us. Don Meskel, a songwriter and producer of Christie's solo album, The Man Who Stayed Alive. Your final thoughts on him, Stuart? In a parallel universe, it's Aslan preparing to play Las Vegas. If the cards had felt just felt slightly different. I did ask him once his greatest achievement and he said, my daughter, Kira. He was a great daddy. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9 a.m. on News Talk.